afternoon, America. Welcome to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. We are happy to have you on board today. Happy to have you part of the conversation. It is a national conversation on the state of affairs of education in this country. Uh, It's a conversation that's happening coast to coast. We talked to Alex Newman a couple of days ago, and he described in in great detail, really, uh, not only the state of affairs in public education, but how we got here, who funded it, what their purpose was. And so here we find ourselves in this in this position, and it's not good. You know, we have spent some time cataloging and uh, documenting and discussing, and and sometimes the conversation gets heavy. You know, sometimes it it just gets heavy. It just feels like there are the politicians in every state in the union that is trying to to pass laws that are detrimental to our kids. Feels like there's there's doctors and nurses throughout the medical profession that are are performing procedures that are detrimental to our kids and leaders in education throughout the country that are uh, educating our children in detrimental ways. And, and as we talk about this, it just gets heavy. And it feels like, um, it just feels like we need a dose of hope. It just feels like, you know, part of the, it's the second half of the description of this show. Uh, we are here to shine the light of truth on the educational landscape. And we're also here to shine the light of hope. And it just feels like we need hope. Now, there is, there's a lot of hope out there. Um, you know, I, I, I think we can find hope in, in the fact that there's such a, such an exodus there, there is, and we've gone over these numbers. We, you know, I've pulled up the map, and we have, we've looked at Chicago, we've looked at Kansas and Missouri and Colorado and and California and and Michigan. There are, there are public schools all over the country that are experiencing, experiencing, a massive, massive loss in enrollment. I, I can't describe it any other way other than massive. It's been happening since 2020. Uh, And public school leaders know it. They thought that once, maybe once we got a year out of 2020, maybe once we got through 2021, maybe got to the fall of 21, the spring of 22, that we would start seeing enrollment go back up in public schools. That is not happening. As a matter of fact, it continues to decline. And it will continue to decline as long as congressional leaders are pushing some of these laws, especially in the blue states. It will continue to decline as long as school leaders uh, you know, we talked about the situation in, in New York where the school psychologist, you know, said, let's transition socially this this middle schooler. We're not going to tell mom about it. 
And, you know, mom noticed some changes, some behavioral changes and and her daughter and approached the school and they said, oh, we don't see anything that, you know, to worry about. In the meantime, you know, the school leaders are, are secretly having meetings with the daughter you know, convincing her to socially transition. And then there's this backdoor agreement uh, with teachers and counselors and leaders at the school to make sure mom doesn't know. You know, as long as that stuff is continuing to happen, and unfortunately it will, there is going to be a continual decline in enrollment. It's going to happen. So there's hope in in terms of, of parents you know, getting their kids out of the burning building, as Alex Newman described it. Matter of fact, that's one of the chapters in his book. The building is on fire, and it's time to get the kids out. So that's happening. Parents are getting the kids out. So there's hope there. Now, that we we, we have to start, I feel like we have to start describing hope in terms of education. What I mean by that is, there there has to be a place for these parents. There, there has to be an opportunity for parents as they decide to pull their children out of public schools. There has to be a place for them to go. If, if there isn't, then the parents have to come up with, with a plan in terms of how they're going to educate their, their, their children. So if you are looking for an out, you know, mom and dad, if, if you've decided, if you've come to this decision that you no longer want your children in public education and you want to, to know where to go, uh, you know, you are free and welcome to, to reach out to us here, uh, the dean.list at protonmail.com. Uh, that is my email. Or you can go to americaoutloud.news and you can, um, you know, fill out a, uh, an email form there. At AmericaOutloud.news, they you know they have forms there for you to fill out, you know, to ask hosts questions uh, and the like. So there are there are certainly ways to get a hold of us here. If if you are wondering, you know, I've had people contact me and and say, hey, I live in such and such an area. You know, can you recommend a school? And you know, we've been happy to uh, you know do some research in terms of the schools in that area. Uh, and, you know, maybe offer uh, our opinion, some advice. Uh, you know, it is our opinion that ultimately the best form of education that a, that a parent can give to a child, I, I think personally, is to homeschool. It sounds kind of uh, like an oxymoron. I mean, I, I run a private Christian school, a classical Christian school. So you'd think that that would be my, you know, you'd think I would want kids here. Well, I do. Don't get me wrong. You know, but at at any point, if a parent can homeschool their child, I mean, that is just that that is a perfect situation. You know, because now the parent is absolutely in charge of the child's education. The values that the parent has, you know, can be passed right on down. You know, verbatim, word for word. You know, just take out the middleman. That to me is, it's a wonderful situation. It's a wonderful opportunity for parents to to even get to know their their children, for parents to 
to understand their children, get to spend time with their children and find out and figure out who they really are. And for children to have time to spend with parents and find out who their parents really are. Talk about traditions, and talk about history. It really is a wonderful opportunity. However, not everybody, you know, has the has the means or the ability to homeschool. And, and not every situation is going to work out where, where homeschooling becomes optimal. I understand that. Your next best bet, in my opinion, is to find a classical Christian school. Find a classical Christian school. I am happy to do some research for you in that regard. Happy to pull up the database. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to help you out if you are looking for some assistance. If you cannot find a classical Christian school, your next best bet, in my opinion, is to find a, a classical charter school. Or maybe, maybe a, a Christian school that maybe that even isn't classical. Uh, some Christian schools that aren't classical will still sort of provide a, a classical education, maybe depending on their curriculum, even though they aren't considered classical. However, some Christian schools are just flat out woke. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, not every Christian school, I, I would. there's Christian schools I would not recommend. I would tell you to steer clear from them. Again, this is my opinion. And if you're, if you want it, I'm here. You can, you can reach out and, you know, ask me questions. I, I, I will certainly do my best to help you along and not, uh, not lead you down a, a path of, of doom and gloom and destruction. That is not the objective here. The objective is to, is to lead individuals down the path of hope and to find schools that are in line with your personal values. That that's the objective. If you're unable to homeschool, the, the objective is, is to find a school that aligns with your personal values and they're going to teach the kids your kids the way that you would teach them if you had the opportunity that's the objective okay so that's what we're shooting for but however if you can homeschool that is the uh, that's the goal and uh, so i think what i'd like to do is i i would just like to take a couple of days and maybe maybe take a couple of weeks uh, I, I mean maybe not uh, in succession, but really over the next, I, I, I think several weeks, I, I want to talk about what homeschooling can offer. I want to talk about what a classical education can offer, really describe what is a classical education. I still get that question all the time. What exactly is a classical education? What do you do? I mean, why is it called classical education? What's the What's the point behind it? And there are some well, it's, it, it it can be a very long discussion, so we're, we're not going to have it in, in one setting. It's something that we're going to talk about most likely over a period of weeks. But it's, it's a very important conversation that I think we need to have. The renewal of classical education that is happening is exciting to watch unfold. It's exciting for me to be a part of it. It's exciting 
for me personally to be a part of the of the classical education community, to be a part of this renewal. I do enjoy it. I absolutely love it. And as many people as I can bring along, I'm going to bring along. Uh, and however, I, I think homeschooling is a great place to start. I really do. Um, homeschool families thrive when parents are free to craft educational programs that best meet the needs of their children. And this is where it really just gets exciting. Uh, for the past, um, you know, really for the past 40 years, this this whole thing has started to, to, to blossom. You know, homeschooling has been, been blossoming. Christian education has been blossoming. Probably the last, you know, 30, 40 years, classical education has really caught on. And it's it's really been uh, it's it's just exciting um, to be a part of it. I'm 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 looking at an article here from our friends at the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. Uh, there is a there's a really good group of people over there, and um, they're talking about this new year. We're just getting into the new legislative season. And this article says that they're already noticing uh, several bills that are coming up in, in various states that could change homeschool laws for the better or for the worse. So if you are homeschooling currently, if you are planning to homeschool, you know, laws are something that you really need to be paying attention to. Uh, Scott Woodruff is the Director of Legal and Legislative Advocacy for the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. And in this article, he says, in the ongoing campaign to protect homeschool freedom, one of the most important fronts is state legislatures. Bills to reverse homeschool freedom are filed every year. Did you know that? I mean, it, uh, I mean I'm sure you probably did. But these bills are, I mean, they're especially filed in the blue states, but not just in the blue states. Sometimes these bills are presented in the red states, and parents need to be aware of them. The Homeschool Legal Defense Association plays a crucial role in opposing these bills. But it is the energetic involvement of homeschool families that really is the biggest part. And not only families that are directly involved in homeschooling their children, but grandparents, others, like myself in the education community that maybe don't homeschool, but understand the value of it. And when those individuals are urged to contact their elected representatives, their responses can be very powerful. Now, I know there's this, there is this underlying tone that ah, it doesn't, that you can write your electives all day, you, you know, your elected representatives all day long. It doesn't matter. You know, it just they're just going to blow you off. There may be some truth to that. I'm not going to sit here and say, no, they're not going to blow you off. They're going to respond. I mean, they do respond. Every time that I write, I get a response. A lot of times it's it's a response, you know, crafted in stupidity or, you know, w at least with a, with a, a foundational assumption born out of stupidity. It's not the response that I'm looking for. A lot of time, and, and I've talked to you about my recent letters on the border, 
where I would say, hey, you know, the the border needs fixing. Why aren't you paying attention to it? And every response I've received, and this doesn't matter if it's Republican or Democrat, the response has been, oh, the, the border's broken. Our immigration laws are broken. And, and I and I've made comment on that. I've I've stood on the floor and I've said, our immigration laws are broken. We must fix them. So I am fully aware. Keep electing me and I'll keep going to the floor and saying our immigration laws are broken. That's a bunch of hooey. What I'd like you to do is go to the floor and say the the immigration system in this country is not broken. We're just not following the laws. Let's start following the laws that we have on the books. I propose this new law to do such and such. Stop proposing new laws. Just follow the laws that are there. So I I understand this whole idea that, you know, it doesn't matter if, I mean, don't waste your time and don't waste your pencil strength. Don't waste your typing ability and sending a letter. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think we we should send letters. I, I think it would be fantastic if we sent them in mass. That's what I think. I think if we overwhelmed our elected representatives, they would have no other choice to start listening to us. Listen, we are still we are still the sovereign. We're still in charge. And we cannot we we cannot uh, by this attitude that it doesn't matter. We, we can't. Because once we once we buy the attitude that, oh, it just doesn't matter, we might as well just you know give up. Then it's over. I, I promise you at that point, the party's over. Turn off the lights because the party's over. I think Hank Williams sang that song once. All right. Uh, but the party's not over here. We just have to pause for this break. We'll pick it up on the other side. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's Chief Medical Board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel and be our very best. Our customers will tell you how our products have made a difference for them. From improving immune health, regulating hormone balance, supporting gut health, to soothing the skin, even reducing the appearance of wrinkles, fine lines, and cellulite and providing targeted support for mind, mood, energy, and even our body's own production of collagen. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in becoming your best self and fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. 
You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. You can find us here Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern time slot. We are happy to have you on board. Congratulations on being one of the smart ones, making it to the dean's list, a place I did not make as a student. I, I, I did not make it to the dean's list, but I guess I made it now. And congratulations to all of you for making it. And congratulations for being a part of the America Out Loud family. America Out Loud is a rising voice in the new media where smart people go to get their news and information. And so you must be also one of the smart ones. We are happy to have you on board. Uh, you know, we're talking about talking about hope, and we're talking about as as parents leave the public education system, there, there has to be a place for them to go. And if you're looking to homeschool, uh, obviously that's a fantastic choice. If you're looking to homeschool, it's an, it, it's important that you are paying attention to the state laws. It's important that you're paying attention to what's happening uh, in your state capitals. You know what are your senators and representatives doing to support or to tear down homeschooling? There is, uh, you know, there's a movement out there that is not happy with with homeschooling. They're not happy with this this rise in in interest in homeschooling. They're they're not excited about it. And it's important that that we stay engaged with our elected representatives. And at the end of the last segment, uh, you know, I was talking about this idea of. You know, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you don't bother writing to your representatives. They're not going to reply. So I, I don't know how I got into this this Facebook chat group, uh, but I did some way, somehow. And it's it's a group of, of constitution coaches. And, and, uh, and they just talk about, you know, constitution stuff. You know, it's, they're involved in biblical citizenship. And, you know, and it's it's a grassroots movement to educate the population in the Constitution. Uh, I love it. I'm glad that I'm a part of it. Don't get me wrong. I just don't know how I. I'm not sure exactly what I did to end up here. The other day, someone you know dropped a chat in this in this group, and they they said, you know, we really need to. Uh, you know, get a hold of our representatives on on something, some some bill that was going forth. It might have been a, a border issue, and several other people replied to the effect of, "It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, don't waste your time because it it's not going to get you anywhere. Your representatives don't care, and you know, you're just you're just going to you know beat your gums together to no effect." I, I just don't buy that. I disagree with that. I disagree with that attitude because if we if we have that attitude, then we're simply giving up. I mean, we're just mailing it in. We're throwing in the towel and we're just saying, that's it. We're just going to lay down. We're just going to become French and lay down and let whoever steamroll us. Uh, if you're French, I apologize. <laughs> That was an unmerited insult. So uh, please forgive me. 
my apologies to the French. I mean, this is a, a worldwide broadcast, so I, I I feel like I should apologize to the French. All right. I, I just don't think this is an attitude that we that we need to support because there's always hope. As long as there's breath in you, and as long as as this country is still free, by golly, write to your representative, write to your senator. And if we do it in mass, I promise you, we will make a dent. We will make a dent in their decision-making process. And the, the proof is this in Maine, and we talked about this last week. Here's the proof. In the state of Maine, the Democrats control the House, they control the Senate, and they control the governor's mansion. Whatever they want to do, they can do. It doesn't matter. Republicans cannot stop them. Nobody can stop them. They can steamroll the entire state to hell and back, and nobody can stop them except the people because the people are still sovereign. We, we, we still have a voice in this country, but we have to unite. We have to use it in mass. So the Democrats in Maine proposed this bill that, you know, we've talked about it, but just for the point of example, they proposed this bill, which would uh, allow them to, to remove a child from the home if the parents refuse to provide gender care, as they call it. It's not gender care. Johnny wants to become a girl. And mom and dad say, no, Johnny, you're not going to become a girl. Well, this bill would have given Maine the authority to take Johnny from the home and just let Johnny become a girl. Also, what's even what's even more repugnant about this bill is if, you know, little Johnny lives in New York and he tells his parents, I want to be a girl, and mom and dad say no, well, somebody else could take little Johnny to Maine where he could become a girl, and Maine would not consider that kidnapping. That That's how despicable this, this bill was. Proposed by a Democrat, Democrats control the House, they control the Senate, they can pass this bill like nothing. The governor's going to sign it. It's a, it's a piece of cake. This is a cakewalk. And last week, the bill was killed by Democrats in the House Judiciary Committee. Now, why do you think that is? It was killed because of the outcry, the public outcry. The public threw a royal fit. The public hit the roof. They were they were fit to be tied, not only in Maine, but nationwide. Because the, this this Maine bill affected the entire nation. It didn't matter what, what state you live in. Your child could be plucked from your home and taken to Maine. And Maine wouldn't consider kidnapping. And, and the bill was killed in committee. It's, it's proof positive that your voice matters. Your voice counts. Do not buy into this idea that don't bother of, of writing or contacting your local representative. Don't buy it. Do it. Contact your local representative and get other people that are like-minded with you to contact your local representative. Now, I'm reading this article here from... Uh, from the uh, Homeschool Legal Defense Association. The article is entitled, Help Us Defend Homeschool Freedom This Legislative Season. And I read this sentence to you at the end of the last break, 
when we urge them to contact their elect, elected representatives, their response is often very powerful. The Homeschool Legal Defense Association is suggesting that all of us contact our, our state, our local representatives when it comes to homeschooling, that they, if we tell them, hey, we are in support of homeschooling, we want you to support it. If, if the people will do this in mass. So here's my point. My point is uh, individuals are, are leaving. Parents are leaving public schools in droves. It's quiet. We don't hear a lot about it, but it's happening in droves. Where are they going to go? What is their plan B? For many of them, it's homeschooling. And therefore, we need to rally around these individuals. We need to create grassroots homeschool organizations in our own little homeschool co-ops. In these little homeschool co-ops, we need to be contacting our local representatives, our state representatives, our national representatives, and we need to be letting them know, hey, we're a homeschool co-op. We need homeschooling, and we need you to support homeschooling. If enough of us do this, if enough of us get behind this whole idea and this whole notion and begin to reach out to our representatives in mass, I promise you we will make a difference. I promise you we will have an effect on their decision to vote one way or another. Maine is the proof in the pudding. Is that, is that the, the statement, the proof is in the pudding? I don't, I don't know where, how the proof is in the pudding, but it is. And it's Maine. Maine, Maine, my friends, is the proof in, in the pudding of this whole notion. Don't buy into the fear. Don't buy into the despair that contacting your, your state and local and national representatives is not going to get you anywhere. Don't buy it. It will. It will get you somewhere if we do it together. If we do it in mass, it's going to get us somewhere. That's the point of this article. That's the point of the of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association and their request. They they talk about a Senate bill in the state of Washington, Senate Bill six two three six. It's a representative of a lot of bad legislation. They suggest that this legis this type of legislation comes up every year. It expands red tape without offering any clear benefit. We've asked homeschool families in the state to help us confront this bill. Specifically, Senate Bill 6236 would impose an unfair burden on families who want to get an early start homeschooling and would do so in a way that is confusing and difficult to enforce. Under Washington's current law, parents must file an annual declaration of intent for children they are homeschooling from ages 8 to 18. State law mandates school attendance for children in this age range. Senate Bill 6236 proposes requiring parents with six and seven-year-old children to file the required annual notice as well if they intend to homeschool these children when they reach age eight. The sponsor of the bill noted in a committee hearing that the legislation's purpose is to allow officials to collect data in order to plan how many children will enroll in public schools. So if you live in, in the state of Washington, 
All right, this bill pertains to you. Uh, Homeschool Legal Defense Association staff attorney Kevin Bowden, who we've had on this show, uh, we, we've 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 talked to him before. Uh, he's a, a fantastic individual who who cares about homeschool families, and he pointed out that Senate Bill six two three six is poor legislation because it seeks to place legal burdens on homeschooling families that are not shared by parents who send their children to private or public schools. I mean, what's the point here? What's Why are we targeting homeschool families? He says it explicitly targets homeschoolers for more regulation. Only homeschool parents have increased requirements under this proposed law. No one else does. These requirements aren't increasing for anybody else, just homeschool parents. It's really vague, he says, just who this proposed law would apply to. It gives the state a lot of latitude to decide how they're going to enforce it, which is not to the the benefit of the families. Of course, it rarely ever is. Bowden said he suspects the real intent behind this bill is to lay the groundwork for expanding the age of compulsory school attendance for all students, which some Washington legislators have tried to do for years. The Homeschool Legal Defense Association opposes any expansion of the compulsory age because it restricts homeschool parents from customizing education plans for their students. All right, so this uh, this is important. If you live in Washington, if you are a homeschool family in Washington, or even if you don't, you know, even if you're not homeschooling, but you care about education, and you realize the benefit that homeschooling provides to to students, please, I implore you, contact your 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 state, your local representatives about Senate Bill six two three six. And, and tell them no. You tell them you you don't want the the compulsory age to change. Uh, let's look. Let's put our foot down in mass together. If we do this together, we can make a dent in this thing. This article continues. Many states, for example, require children to begin attending full day classes at age six. However, not all children are ready for formal instruction by age six. Many children this age may benefit from more unstructured play or from engaging in activities that are only loosely guided by an instructor. Some older teens, meanwhile, might be ready to reduce their classroom hours to make time for apprenticeships or hands-on vocational training. The Homeschool Legal Defense Association seeks to diminish legal mandates so that parents will have the flexibility to provide special opportunities that can help students reach their full potential. Some lawmakers are attracted to the idea that expanding compulsory school attendance law would produce better educated children. Uh, This is a comment from Woodruff. He is the, again, he's the director of legal uh, advocacy at the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. He continues and says, but studies consistently show that this promise goes unmet. While starting a child's education earlier may produce an initial bump in academics, 
It often disappears after a few years. The child who starts later may do even better in the long run. And parents should have the parental right to decide when when exactly they, they want to start their, their child's education. I mean, if they're going to homeschool, they need to have the right to decide when that'll happen. In Washington, th- that right would be taken away from them if Senate Bill 6236 is passed. So again, if you live in Washington, you can get together with individuals of like mind and coordinate, organize a, a campaign strategy to reach out to your representatives. Do not buy the notion, do not buy the idea that it's not going to work, that it's not, uh, that it doesn't matter. Your voice matters. And your voice matters when we go after it in mass. And there's a couple other states that this article refers to uh, that I would like to bring up on the other side of the break. I'm coming up against it here. Um, yeah, you know, just is it called, I don't know, is it, what's the term, black pilling? I mean, it's not red pilling. I, I, I feel like it's it, it's black pilling when. When you take the black pill, it's this notion and this idea that um, that you know it doesn't matter. There's no hope. Once Americans in mass start talking this way, it's over. I mean, then at that point we can mail it in. So we can't. We can't start talking this way. We've got to go after it. And we have to go after it with a reckless abandon. All right, we will pick it up on the other side of this break. You're listening to The Dean's List on America Out Loud Talk Radio. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Many voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment. Our goal is to herald the voice of genuine liberty at AmericaOutloud.news, a place where you'll find the naked truth expressed with a patriotic heart. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio liberty and justice for all.
Welcome back to the Dean's List. I'm Dean Bowen. You are listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio. So we are talking about the mass exodus from public schools and where are parents going to go? Where are they going to? And if they are going to look and turn to homeschooling, then uh, they're going to need our support. They're going to, we're going to have to rally behind them. Look, if we love education the way we say we do, then we have to link arms with individuals in our community who are like-minded. And we have to be on the forefront of this thing in terms of, of speaking and letting our voices be heard to our local and state representatives, really to anyone who, who's willing to listen. Whether they want to listen or not, we need to make our voices heard. It's about speaking our values. You know, I say this all the time. But we have to we have to speak our values. No matter where you are, talk about your values. But, you know, I get it. You know, holidays roll around. You can't talk about, you know, politics at the table. That's fine. Don't talk about politics. But talk about your values. Talk about the things that matter. Talk about the things you care about. It, we just we, we have to be we, we have to be vocal about it. And when we when we get vocal in numbers, you know, there is strength in numbers. That's that's the adage. And it's an adage because it's true. There is strength in numbers, and we have the situation in Maine to show it. Do you remember a few months back when that governor in New Mexico? said that she wasn't going to allow open carry that you know she she didn't care about uh, about the second amendment there was an emergency and and so she was going to put her foot down and she had you know emergency authority and the people showed up in mass and in 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 albuquerque uh, displaying their weaponry and they're like no uh-uh this isn't happening, lady. And she backed down. She had to back down because we are still sovereign. The, the, the Despite the situation, despite what's happening right now with this two-tiered justice system that we have, you, you saw this last week. You saw what the... Uh, the Biden DOJ came out with and said, yeah, he, uh, you know, Biden, as when he was vice president, he illegally uh, held on to these documents. But you know what? He's so old and feeble, we're not going to charge him. Yet, they will make up bogus insurrection charges against Trump and make up a litany of other bogus charges against Trump and go after him with with abandon, and while they have actual actual guilt on Joe Biden, and and they're not going to pursue him because he's old and feeble, uh, we have a two tier justice system, and and I get that, and I understand that looking at a two tier justice justice system can be devastating to to a free people. It can feel devastating. It can feel like, you know, what's the use when you've got J6 people, you know, rotting in jail, you know, and it's been this way for how many years? 
it can feel like that we're, you know, we don't stand a chance, but I promise you, we are still sovereign. And when we link arms together in numbers, in, in, in mass, and demand that our voices be heard, we we will make changes. And we will. The, the, the thing is, we have to do it, you know, like they do in Chicago on election day. We have to do it early and often. I mean, we have to be consistent with it. We have to get, you know, find yourself a grassroots organization that lines up with, with your values. And there are a plethora of them out there. Um, you know, Moms for Liberty, Moms for America, Moms for, I don't know, Patriot. I mean, you, you can find them. I mean, they're out there. Uh, this this group that you know, we spoke to last week out of out of Florida. Um, I, there's just so many grassroots organizations out there that are interested in parental rights. They're interested in fighting for and supporting, uh, you know, homeschool. They're interested in fighting for everyday constitutional rights, unalienable rights. There, there's a grassroots organization out there that's fighting for your unalienable rights. Find one of them. Link arms with them. Let's let's lock shields. Let's get in lockstep. And let's start speaking the same thing. Let's start speaking our values. This article here that I've referenced today. Uh, help us defend homeschool freedom this legislative season. And it it spoke about this Senate bill in Washington that is it's a bad bill. It just increases red tape. But there's also some some good things out there happening in the homeschool community. One such measure, the article says, was recently introduced in the Mississippi legislature. House Bill 683, uh, which Homeschool Legal Defense Association supports, would grant homeschoolers access to special needs services currently available only to public school students. Services addressed in the bill include, for example, speech, physical, and occupational occupational therapy services. Uh, HSLDA also supports Virginia Senate Bill 83, which aims to simplify the law by establishing a single category under which parents may homeschool, rather than multiple categories currently established under the Virginia state law. The bill received an unfavorable vote in committee, and its future remains in doubt. Still, uh, we hope the measure will move forward because of the improvements it could deliver. So if you live in Virginia, uh, Senate Bill 83 is a bill that, that you need to pay attention to. You need to get behind it. We need to, to support it. Uh, as w- Woodruff explained in terms of Uh, the state of Virginia, some history there, the existence of multiple categories of homeschoolers in Virginia dates back to the 1980s. At that time, lawmakers passed legislation that reflected a philosophy that only certain parents should be allowed to try homeschooling. That's a horrible philosophy. Every parent should have the right to be able to make an attempt at homeschooling. Uh, But in Virginia, you know, that was the case. In keeping with this notion, legislators created several ways by which parents could be considered legally qualified to teach their own children. 
These included, for example, obtaining teacher qualifications from the Virginia Board of Education, holding a bachelor's degree from an accredited university, using a program that adhered to state math and language arts standards. In the mid-2000s, the Virginia legislature revised these categories to make them less stringent. Included in this revision was a category that allowed parents to homeschool by providing a program delivered in any manner. Since the door was open for every parent to try homeschooling, Woodruff said, this made all the categories obsolete. Uh, Woodruff added that by pressing to simplify Virginia's law, he hopes to make homeschooling regulations clearer, not only for homeschool families, but also for officials. Let's get some clarity out there. That's the great thing about freedom, Woodruff insisted. It benefits everyone. When the law is clear and just, homeschool parents are free to focus on helping their children thrive. And officials don't waste time getting drawn into meaningless quarrels over burdensome rules. Although, part of me thinks they like that. They like to waste their time over meaningless quarrels, over burdensome rules. The article continues. To stay up to date on legislation that can affect homeschooling, we encourage you to sign up for email alerts and visit the HSLDA Legislative Action Center. Now, again, Homeschool Legal Defense Association, uh, this is one of those organizations that their, um, their intent is to uh, is to further the, the the prospering of homeschooling endeavors, and and we agree with them wholeheartedly. You know, we believe that every family should be able to homeschool, and and we believe every state should allow every family to homeschool. You know, so it's important if if you live in in Virginia, it's important that you're aware of this bill. Again, it's Senate Bill 683. Um, you know, if you live in Washington, Senate Bill 6236, these, these bills are important. <clears throat> and I'll repeat it. Uh, it. Whether you have, even if you don't have a child that you're currently homeschooling, let's say you don't have any children at all, or let's say your kids are growing up and they're and you're a grandparent and you, you know, if you love education, if you love this country and you care about the future of this country and you live in Virginia, rally around this bill. You know what? Here's, here's the example. Let's take the example from Maine. If there is a public outcry in Virginia from homeschool families and friends of homeschool families and homeschool co-ops uh, to, to get behind and support uh House Bill 683 in Virginia, it's not Senate Bill, it's House Bill 683. Um, no, I'm sorry, I was looking at Mississippi, it is Senate Bill. In Virginia, it's Senate Bill 83. Senate Bill 83. Get behind Virginia Senate Bill 83. And let's get behind it in mass. We... Uh, I, I, I feel like I'm saying this so I'm blue in the face. If if we if we rally together, 
if if we show our elected representatives that we're still sovereign, we're still the ones in charge of this thing. And if we rally together, I promise you, we will make a difference. We will pull a Maine and we will make a difference. We will pull a New Mexico and we will make a difference. I just, I love those stories because in both instances, it's the, it's the Democrats that buckled under the pressure of the people. It is. It, it's the left. It's the progressive Marxist left that buckled under the pressure of the people. And I don't know about you, but I'm just not willing to roll over and, and let this country go. I heard someone say the other day, we were in devotion the other morning. Uh, high school, we, we have a morning devotion every day. And I think it was our government teacher uh, who, who who said, are we going to, are we going to look at our grandkids and let them know we did nothing when, when freedom was being assaulted? We did nothing to stop it. Or, or are we going to be able to look at them and, and say to them, when freedom was being assaulted, I did everything in my power to protect it. I did everything in my power to defend freedom. I mean, this is what Reagan said. It's only a generation. We're only a generation away from losing it. And we have to, to pass the baton. We have to show the next generation, those of you that are my age, uh, and you know, and 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 maybe just slightly younger, we have to show the next generation. I guess that would be Z millennial. I, you know, I have no idea what what the generations are named. I just know we have to show the the generation beneath us. We have to let them know that we are willing to fight, and we're not just going to roll over and let freedom be trounced. Uh, this country is the last beacon of hope. I mean, that's it. If America goes, it's over. And I'm just not prepared to, to, to let her go. I'm not prepared to let her go on my watch, on our watch, on our watch together. And we have the ability, if, if we are watching together, as, as the true sovereign of this country, we have the ability, if we will do it, if we will let our voices be heard in unison, we can turn this thing around. We can, uh, you know, many of you are, as, as Alex Newman said last week, many of you are getting your children out of the burning building, but there are still other kids in the building. And so we have to sound the alarm. We have to go through the village and sound the alarm. And, and this is why, you know, sometimes I talk about the heavy stuff. You know, I talk about things that are happening in public schools. And, you know, sometimes people will say, do you have to do you have to talk about that again? And I get that. I get that it's heavy. Um, and sometimes it's tough to hear day in and day out. And, you know, sometimes we need to take a break from it. But we have to sound the alarm. You know, people have to know that the public school you know, metaphorically speaking, figuratively, the building is burning and our children are inside and we've got to get them out. So some of you are awake. You've already gotten your child out. And so we're talking about now, what's the plan? What are we going to do? Okay. Are you going to homeschool? You're going to find a, a classical Christian school somewhere. I mean, to me, those are your best two options. Perhaps a classical charter school. That's a third option. 
And you could find a Christian school that's not woke. Uh, if it's a classical Christian school, I, I promise you it's not woke. If if it's a classical Christian school, then they are, are teaching you American values and biblical values. They are not a woke school. And if it's a charter school, they're not woke. But a charter school is still a public school. And they don't have the 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 wherewithal and the ability to teach biblical. Well, I don't want to say they don't have the ability to teach biblical principles and values. I mean, they can teach biblical principles and values, I guess, but they're not really, they don't really have the ability to 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 teach it the way a Christian school would in the name of Christ. And and, and to to talk about Christianity and talk about the importance of Christianity. You know, they can't quote from Proverbs 1.7, which says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And they can't quote from Proverbs 9.10, which says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And, and they can't talk about the fear of the Lord, which really is, is the foundational basis of our knowledge and wisdom. You know, they, they can't do that like they can in a, in a, in a Christian school classical Christian school. But, you know, nonetheless, uh, I don't want to spend this time splitting hairs. I want to encourage you uh, to to have a plan. You know, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? How are you going to get there? Once you're out of the burning building, let's get a plan going. And we're here to support you. Reach out to us. If, if you know, you can go to americaoutloud.news. You can reach out there. Uh, you can get a hold of us. We are here to help. We want to... Uh, we want you to prosper. Okay, that's all the time we have for today, America. Thank you for joining us. Encourage your friends and family to get on the Dean's List. Let's unite to renovate the age.